Hey guys, and welcome to the Creative Influencer Podcast, where we chat about living as the most epic version of yourself, being an entrepreneur, personal development goals, mom hustle, and starting a new life as a single boss babe. Life is way too short to sweat the small stuff and living your life as the most intentional and exceptional version of you is the only way to achieve your dreams. I am your girl, Amanda, an entrepreneur and goal-obsessed hustler in personal development, business, and fitness. So if that is your vibe, too, then we're going to be besties. I freaking love sharing my goals, my new ideas, business successes to help you achieve the goals that you want as a high achiever. My growth is the reason I started this podcast because I'm just like anyone else and sometimes I didn't believe enough in what I could truly accomplish in my life. So let's dive into this episode, grab a notepad, some pens, and your heart and your mind to fill with some really good stuff. Let's go. Do you guys love shopping? Me too. Actually, online shopping is a bit of a hobby, shall we say. Don't forget to include RB Furniture Shop in all of your online store lists. We are set and ready for this year, and I cannot wait for you guys to check out all the fun new accessories and furniture that we have sourced this season online. Head over to the website, rbfurniture.com, or better yet, subscribe to the mail list and receive 15% off your first online order. What better way to get started and who doesn't love savings? Flat rate shipping applies. Happy shopping, guys. What has inspired you to come up with some of this the stuff that's in here, because honestly, guys, like if you have not already run out and bought a copy of this book, you definitely need to grab a copy right now because I'm telling you, this is like, it's fire. The recipes in here are so freaking good. Like it, it's so good. So it's delicious. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the feedback, pun intended. What inspired me? So, you know, they, they always say, or what's that saying? Like you, you end up writing a book um, to, uh, for the person that you once were or something like there's a saying like that. Um, and like majority, like, yes, I am a trained chef. So I've, I've done all the fancy restaurants and deboned legs of lamb and, and deglaze pans with expensive wine. And, and I've been there, I've done it. I've worked, I've worked, I've had a fabulous career in the food industry, but as I started to have kids, so I've got two kids are now 20 and 22. Um, and at the like when I was raising my children, we actually, my, we, my husband and I, we didn't have a lot of like extra money. So one thing that I had to kind of like budget and just be very mindful of was like grocery shopping and food. But I, at the end of the day, I could still cook like all these awesome, delicious foods using pantry staple items. And I was like, I would like pat myself on the back, like, oh my God, look what I did with a can of beans. Oh my God, look what I did with pasta. And like my husband, he'd always say like, hun, like we had like nothing in the fridge and like, look at this pasta, it's phenomenal. Um, and I just, it, it was almost because like, I, I had to cook with pantry staples because that's really all that we could afford at the time. And then um, like moms would say to me, oh, well, you know, it's, um, it, 
you're so lucky because you're a chef, so you know how to like cook healthy for your kids. Or um, I don't like, or a big one parents would say to me, well, I don't have time and, and whatever. And I would always like tell people, I would say, listen, like, yes, I'm a chef, but at the end of the day, I'm not like cooking filet mignon on a Wednesday night. I need to get my yeah. kids out to basketball too. Like I've worked all day too. Yeah. And I always made it very clear. Like we just ate real normal food. I think one big difference that we did, but the main reason why we did it this way is because we couldn't afford to go out for dinner. Like a lot of moms would say to me, well, I just get takeout because I don't have time or I, I don't know how to cook healthy or blah, blah, blah. Um, so the only, like I came up with these recipes really because that's just how I, I was almost forced into feeding my family this way. Um, and all of the recipes, like majority of the recipes in this book are recipes that I developed and created for my family. Um, food writer for um, Running Room Magazine for over a dozen years. I'm not sure if you knew that. Yeah, well, um, I was actually like, you got like, you got um, accolades on the back of the book here. That's like, yeah, that's talking about how great, how great. But I didn't realize that until, uh, until, um, yeah, it was, I just, I noticed it on the back of the book and I was like, look at this girl again, girl crush, right? It's, it's there. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and right back at you, my gosh, like you are like, you are no, I, quite but the I, But I think I, you know, what it really speaks to me too, I think with a lot of these recipes and I, I, I similar, I mean, we have very different careers. Like, I mean, I'm obviously in design, construction, building. I mean, you're in food, totally different, but like, man, I don't know what it is with these recipes, but I can just like tell that they're like from your heart. And I don't know, like if you, like you feel that too, but it's just like, you just know that like, you're going to come over to your house and you're going to eat like real good. And this is just like, it, it's just, it's literally delicious. Um, and I don't think that there's anything in this book that I honestly wouldn't eat. Like there's everything in here I would eat. So awesome. it's so well, good. You know, all of the recipes are, um, there's a couple things I want to say that uh, about that. So they're all really nutrient dense. Like some people will say, oh, is it a healthy cookbook? I don't like to use the word healthy because everybody has their own definition of what healthy is. It's like some people eat bacon and butter, call it keto, and they're, they call that healthy. <laughs> and hey, listen, if that you, works man. for you, you need to do you. If eating butter and bacon and, 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 and uh, like I'm not even being um, like – sarcastic I, I mean it if that works for you you need to do you my whole like the way that I eat and the way that I cook I just kind of cook with whole real foods uh and I make a meal out of it um and yes I have my cake and eat it too I have a whole chapter in the book about that and I wrote it in such a way so my whole goal is to inspire people to get mm. into the kitchen and recreate delicious I am not in the business to intimidate anybody like when I even and when I'm teaching cooking, like everything that I do within the food world is to inspire people. I am not in the business to intimidate anybody, especially when it comes to food. Like at the end of the day, you just want to feed your family. Um, I, I, I get like really um, it like really bothers me when people like when I see chefs especially say that you have to use this ingredient or that ingredient or like turn their nose up at somebody for maybe using a can of chickpeas instead of like soaking the a dried chickpeas or use like I always tell people when I teach cooking I always say like if buying pre-minced garlic makes your life easy do that yeah do I do I recommend and suggest fresh yes but you know what Sometimes on a busy Wednesday night when you're trying to get the kids out the door and, and, and if, if buying a jar or a 
little bottle of pre-minced garlic makes your life easy, do that. Um, and I, I do believe that that really comes through in the book and the, 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 and that part meant almost more to me than like the amazing recipes is I want, I wanted people to, um, find the recipe and, and just the book itself really approachable. And I, I worked, vi I, well, I did work hard, but I think when you stay true to who you are, I think that's why it came through in my book because I stayed so true to who I am. I was not out to pretend to be some fancy chef. I just, I just, it's me. Yeah, I just, it's literally, I, 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 I literally feel like reading this book or going through these recipes would be things that, you know, if I came over to your house, you would make this for me. We would, you know, like it just, it feels like it's really from your heart and I agree with like all of those great points. Like I think that it's really difficult or, you know, people like yourself, like sometimes can, it could be super intimidating, especially when you're like, you know, meeting a chef that's like yourself, you know, and you feel so intimidated and you're like, I don't know, like, I'm just a mom, like, and I, I've shared these stories with you. It's like, you know, I'm just like over here momming, making some mac and cheese yeah. for my kids. Like it's nothing fancy, you know, banana bread. Like that's what I know. Like that's, that's, that's yeah. all I know. And, you know, and you talk about it, you're like, oh, I, I don't, you know, I don't really want to share those things, you know, with you, but like you make this so easy for people and fun too, because like, I think that that's important to make sure that like, I think sometimes I don't necessarily feel this way. Like I love cooking. I love spending time. I love eating. I love learning about new things, but I do think like a lot of people are, it, it's intimidating to even be in the kitchen to learn a new skill and task, especially if that's not their jam. So I feel like you make it really easy and friendly mm -hmm. and like approachable in that way. And that's so important. I think it gets more people into the kitchen. And then also like with this opportunity to eat, you know, a little bit more healthier or indulge or whatever, but it's just like you're learning. And I, I, I love that. I do have a question though. Where did you, yeah. um, so what, like what got you started in, in a career in cooking, um, and becoming a chef from my love of eating? That's really how it started. I've always loved to eat. Um, and when I was a kid, um, I used to love to watch, um, walk with yawn. It okay. was like one of my very, it was one of my favorite shows on TV. I absolutely loved him. And what I loved about him is I loved that he could um, like cook and engage an audience and it was really interactive. And uh, so I was obsessed with him and I would like start to recreate some of his like chicken fried rice. And I grew up on a fantastic street. I actually talk about this in my book. Um, and all the kids that I grew up with, they would ask me to go inside and make my chicken fried rice. And I would bring my chicken fried rice outside, probably at about uh, maybe 10 years old, nine, 10. And they just loved eating my chicken fried rice. And it just brought me such a tremendous amount of joy. Like I really just felt, um, like needed almost like it was just a really nice feeling to feed these people. My friends, they were like my, and we're still friends to, to, to this day. So I just got such like an automatic thrill out of that. Um, and I also like, I was like obsessed with television and TV. Terrible in high school, awful, awful. I did terrible. I just didn't thrive in that mm. environment. Just sitting in a classroom just wasn't for me. Um, and then I, so going back to me being obsessed with television, I grew up in Markham and uh, at McCowan and 401. So for those listening, it's in the that's in the greater GTA area, the greater Toronto um, area. Um, there's CTV, 
and I used to skip grade 12, grade 13, and I would drive down and I would watch tapings of the Deanie Petty show. So for those of you listening, the Deanie Petty show, she was like a daytime talk show. She was, she was like Canada's Oprah almost, yeah. right? Um, so when she had guests on and she, like, there was like cooking segments, it was, yeah, she was like Canada's Oprah sort of. Um, and I would skip school and I would go down and watch tapings of the Deanie Petty show. And I was just so obsessed with like everything. I just loved it. I would like literally go down all the time and just watch tapings of the show. I remember a friend saying to me, like, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Like you should. And I, I wasn't okay. Like I, I was like pretty depressed back then. Um, but I remember saying to my friend, I, I said like, I just know I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. And I said, one day I am going to be as famous as Deanie Petty. And I was probably only 18. Anyhow, I just, so I put that in the back of my head and after high school, I didn't go away to college or university, or sorry, I did eventually, but I didn't, all my friends went to university, I didn't. I worked at a bagel shop, so while all my friends were at like Western and Queens, and I was there putting, you know, dill cream cheese on a bagel, <laughs> and I am not, like, I'm, that's, this is just my start and my story. I just knew this wasn't it for me, and uh, one day, I was watching The View, and again, this is, I'm 40, almost 48. And this was in my very early twenties. And, um, the ladies around the table, they were talking and they were talking about careers and Joy Behar said, you were meant to do what you loved to do when you were 10 years old. And I, every, even when I say it, the hairs on my body stand up. And I thought, God, when I was 10, like I, I love to cook and it just brought me just a tremendous amount, so much joy. I just loved it. Um, so I thought that's it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to cooking school. So I was still working at the bagel shop and I signed up for a six month program at George Brown. It was, it was a food prep course. I didn't want to jump into the culinary program because it was two years in the food prep course. Um, it was only six months and I, I chose to do the six month course only because I knew that I wasn't, even though with the culinary, with the two years of culinary arts, I knew that a lot of it was in the industry and then a lot of it was in the classroom. But I, I just thought for my track record from sitting in a classroom, let's just do the six months, see how that goes. If I, I can tough out six months in a, in a classroom and I really liked it and I thrived. Like I did probably the best ever in any school that I had ever done, but I was still working at the bagel shop, going to George Brown, taking the six month course and Across the road from the bagel shop, this was in Unionville, um, there was a, an Italian restaurant that opened up called Vicoletto. I talk about it in my book. And uh, one of the regular customers at the bagel shop, he, um, we got talking one day and I said, yeah, I'm going to school. I'm going, I'm doing this like six month course at, uh, at George Brown and I want to be a chef. And he said, you know, there's a little restaurant that opened up across the, um, uh, the road. You should go over and see if they're hiring. And, uh, I thought, you know what, like maybe I should. So I literally, after my shop, uh, sorry, after my shift at the bagel shop, I took off my hat, took off my apron. I think I still have my great Canadian bagel t-shirt on. I stormed across highway seven. <laughs> I knocked on the back kitchen door or maybe I can't remember, uh, but I literally told the chef came out and I told him that I didn't give him a choice. I said, you have to hire me. I want to be your apprentice. And, um, he literally had no choice. He was like, 
And I think he was desperate for staff because they had literally just opened their doors. I just fell in love with the industry. I loved, I loved, um, like with being or any trade, as I'm sure you work with lots of trades like plumbers and electricians, you learn like 99% of what you learn is on the job. And I just got such a thrill out of like learning so much, but working. And then I was like, wow, this is like, quote unquote, really working for me. This is how I'm thriving. This is how I'm learning. Because for so long, when I was in high school, I really beat myself up for not being a good student. I had very poor self-esteem because of it. I, I was like really depressed in high school because I just didn't learn that way. And then I finally found out how I learned. Um, but I'll skip ahead a little bit to the because Deanie Petty plays another part in this story. So obviously there was like a big chunk of time and lots of amazing things happened in my career. But um, in 2015, um, and I might even cry when I tell this story, I was, uh, I was able to be a guest, like do a cooking segment on Canada AM. And Canada AM was filmed in the same building as Deanie Petty. And um, when I went, I so I, went to Canada AM in 2015. And I remember walking through like, so I had to go in through the back of the studio. And I remember walking through like all the different studios to get to the green room and get to the set to set up my table. And I walked through the studio that um, like Deanie Petty filmed her show. And I just was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, I can't believe that I'm going to be a guest on Canada AM. And this is exactly where Deanie Petty filmed her show. Cause I knew it. I struggled so much in high school, but I knew, I don't know how I knew, but I just, I just knew that one day it was going to happen for me. I worked very hard to get to like, you know, to be able, and then I ended up being a regular guest on Canada AM until um, the show ended. I believe the show ended in 2018. Um, so Wow, that's like that's such an incredible story. Like I literally like got shivers when you're like telling me about that and I don't know. I didn't I didn't mention this and I should have mentioned it when we um started. But today is International Women's Day, obviously. I know. Which is like incredible mm -hmm. to actually have you as a guest cuz I feel like it's so fitting for you to be on the show. It's International Women's Day. And also I wanted to like speak to this is completely kind of relatable to this but last night I'm such a like a weird like woohoo kind of junkie right now and I'm all into manifesting and what you just described is literally manifestation and I talk about this all the time so if you can like and this is the thing and I, I've 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 heard this um before where it's like if you have an idea just like the dream that you did Goal. when you were 10 years old you're this little girl and you're just like you know you're you're you have so much joy from you know serving up these bowls of this delicious rice chicken fried rice and it's in the back of your head what happens and what I think happens to you is that if you don't fulfill what these dreams are that you like envision when you're little it's like it's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life until you do that right mm -hmm. and it's like that moment when you walk into Canada and you're like filming like and you're like yes I've actually reached it sitting down, you put the work in, like I'm sure hard, hard work that you've had to do like over many, many years. 
but like you're just keep on showing up you keep on showing up you keep on showing up and like your career from like show like you know serving chicken fried rice to your street you know and then you know getting on camera like you've got so much like writing a cookbook you've got like your fun is on tv like you're doing all this stuff and like man what a journey that is like for you and anyways full moon international ones day and here you are on uh on the podcast so love that i love that story it's so incredible when you hear like it's so inspiring like especially for me like to keep going keep pushing even on the days mm. where you're like i'm sure right like you feel like oh, it's not happening i can't hit this you know like there's a lot of frustration that comes when you're trying to hit these big crazy goals so like well done i mean i am human i don't want to sit here and sound like i am superhuman because i am certainly not believe me like anyone's life there's good times and bad times um but just i'm very much like life is going to go on with or without you and you get one kick at this thing called life and i guess i i don't really like the word lucky but i am just very driven but i think i'm driven because i was fortunate enough that i was able to find what i really loved to do hmm. and um, I think when you love what you do and it comes from a place of, um, like service, like I just, I love getting feedback that people who have never, you know, cooked before have my book and now they're like cooking for their family, maybe not every single night, but like three nights a week. Or, yeah. um, I just believe when you put your heart and soul into what you are doing, it, the dividends, like just continue to pay back yeah and I think like if you replace that word with luck because I don't think I don't look at anybody especially when you have like you know career-minded people like yourself where you've got you know you've you've worked really really hard at things I think what it is it's attraction you know you're you're putting in the work you're putting in those miles you're doing all of the work that's that and what happens is you start to attract all of these things into your mm -hmm. life that you know start to reward you it might take a little bit of time and, and you're right like you only have one shot at this like go big, go home, like go all in. And even on the days that you don't want to, and you want to show up with it, but like lucky, no, I think that you're attracting all this amazingness into your life and it's definitely showing through. Uh, many of the recipes in the book are um, like twists on a lot of the recipes that I developed for Running Room Magazine. One, recipes that were really popular with readers, like recipes that I got really good feedback on, like the carrot and cashew soup. That was a recipe that I developed probably 15 years ago for uh, Running Room Magazine. It was super popular with the readers. Um, and it's so help. it's like, it's vegan, it's so nutrient dense, it's filled with so much amazing flavor. Um, so there's many recipes in the book that um, are inspired from the recipes that I wrote for Running Room Magazine. And then the rest of them really are just tied and true recipes that I developed for my family over the years. Um, you know, this is this book is I think the title says it all. It's delicious and doable recipes for real and everyday life. Like I always say to people, if you're not going to use the book in your everyday life, like save yourself the money. Um, but it, it, I think that the title really just says it all. And what do you think are like some really good staple, uh, ingredients to have in your pantry? Like if you could recommend five beans, canned like chickpeas and white beans, cause you can make like awesome dips. Like you can take a can, honestly, you can take a can of, um, well put it this way. I used to be a private chef for somebody. I can't say who, um, and I would make their, I would make them my pumpkin and white bean dip. It's in the book. 
this recipe has fed so many people, and I would like look at them in their fancy clothes and their fancy cars they would pull up, <laughs> and I'm like, that dip cost me a dollar ninety eight to make, or something like under three dollars, and they would email me their guests, can I get that recipe? Can I get that recipe? Um, it is so delicious. That pumpkin and white bean dip is phenomenal. Pasta, I love pasta, I and mean, you can do literally anything with a box of pasta. It's like a blank canvas for any bits and pieces that you have in your refrigerator. Good spices like cinnamon and ginger and cardamom, um, oats, oats are a big pantry staple, seeds, pumpkin seed, flax seed, um, sorry, pumpkin seed and um, uh, sunflower seeds, and then, you know, chia flax and uh, hemp seed. Those I like are like would be like things that I add to like my muesli or banana bread or into my smoothies. Yeah, like nuts and seeds, like peanut butter. Oh my gosh, love peanut butter. And then, you know, like a decent or not even, I can tell you a trick how to make a really cheap balsamic vinegar phenomenal. <laughs> What are your fav like what are your favorites that are in there that um that really speak to you um that uh that you would suggest? I know you well, mentioned the white bean dip with pumpkin, which I haven't tried. I gotta try that. Yeah. Um probably and this this will make most people will fall to the floor, but I talk about it in the book that it is my family's favorite recipe. So because it's my family's favorite recipe, it's my favorite recipe <laughs> because I know the joy that it's brought us over the years. And that's my ultimate supper sandwich. Um, it's and there's a picture of my family because I dedicate the book to my family and there's a picture of us all eating the sandwich. And uh, my kids to this day, they will ask me for it and all it and yes, there are there are many recipes in the book that are a lot more quote unquote like fancier um even though it's not really a fancy cookbook um uh than this sandwich but i the re I, this sandwich is one of my favorites because it's one of my family favorites and again this came about because when my kids were young we didn't have a lot of money so i really had to make um something out of nothing so i would take like a big sourdough loaf like if you were making um like that party spinach dip yeah and you hollow it out you hollow out the spinach, uh, sorry, the sourdough loaf, or you could use a pumpernickel. And then you just layer it with like, um, you know, uh, greens and uh, de deli meat and then shredded cheese. And then any leftover bits and pieces like of veggies that you have, you could put in a grated carrot or sliced cucumber, roasted red pepper, and you make like a Dijon mayonnaise sauce and slather it all um, in the bread bowl before you layer it up. And, uh, my kids to this day, they will ask for it. And that came in so handy. So many times I remember when my kids were in sports and we would travel to tournaments, everybody would be going out for dinner, but we couldn't afford to go out for dinner. So I'd make the Super Bowl sandwich and we would stay in the hotel room and eat the Super Bowl sandwich. So <laughs> it just has, it is like a warm and fuzzy, um, like that recipe just gives me like all the feels. I just love it. Um, there's Ask my kids, like it's, I don't want to make it sound like every night we sat down to like butterfly leg of lamb with <laughs> truffle risotto. That wasn't the case. And like, especially when my kids were teenagers, we ate a ton of pasta. Um, like, it, so I don't meal prep just because I do just enjoy cooking. I also have, I guess I'll call it a luxury if you can call it that. Um, I work mostly from home, so I am able to kind of like block out a little bit of time to make dinner. And often a lot of my day is in the kitchen, like developing recipes for this client or that client. So then I've got like a bunch of stuff 
like leftover that we just end up having for dinner. But I love it when it's cooked fresh. I'm like the worst person when it comes to like making like if it's like a big holiday dinner. I know like a lot of people love leftovers and I do like turkey, whatever, like turkey sandwich, like love that yeah. stuff. But like turkey sandwich and we're done. Like it's going like we like it like it's soup or something after. But it, I'm not one of those people right. that can eat it all week. Like I just I like it when it's fresh and I think it. Uh, yeah, no, I. I do too. Like I like a different meal every day, but I also think that is because, and it sounds like you're the same as me. I just love eating where I think a lot of people, um, who, um, like, especially, and this is not a knock at all, but, and I'm sure you do know a lot of people like this through CrossFit. I know a lot of people who, um, like cook a lot of like broccoli and chicken and rice, and then they eat that all day, like uh, fitness people. And look, Again, you have to do what works for you. And if you get joy of eating that, by all means, eat all the chicken and broccoli that you wish, if that works for you. I just, because I love eating and cooking and I love butter and looking at it melt in the pan and I love like creating a pesto out of a bunch of leftover um, uh, fresh <laughs> herbs and just, re I just, I just love, like I couldn't, I couldn't just eat chicken and broccoli. I mean, maybe my waistline would be a lot smaller for it, but um, I just uh, love the whole idea. And I love think like when I get up in the morning, and pour my coffee, I think, what am I going to make for dinner? And, and in most cases it is just using up pantry stables and bits and pieces that I have on hand, but then I create this amazing dinner. Love food, love all different kinds of food. And I love the process of being able to like, just to stand there. It's like, you know, what you said, like in the kitchen where you're like, Oh, you're, you're making this. It's like coming to life. And it just, it feels good. I, I, with, with CrossFit, like speaking of that, we actually, like, there's not a lot, like the whole philosophy, like behind CrossFit is that there really isn't a lot of dietary restrictions. What they do say and part of their philosophy and like teaching is to reduce your sugar. It's to eat more, right. more, more vegetables. I mean, eat lean meats, like eat those things. Like, you know, so overall it's been pretty successful for me because it's like, I don't have a lot of food. I could never be that person that just eats no. the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I don't have like, you know, a cheat day or whatever. Like I just, you know, sometimes, yeah, I know, like, I know, I think once you get to know your body and what works mm -hmm. for you and what works for you in cooking and, and really, truly, and I've spent the past like couple of years tweaking things in my diet because I don't think like what I would recommend to somebody is necessarily what's going to work for somebody like yourself, you know, because yeah. we have different lifestyles. We have different goals. And for me right now, like I have, um, trying to hit protein goals right now. So because I'm lifting a lot of heavy weights, um, I'm trying to eat, uh, my weight in grams and protein a day. Well, that is a right. lot of protein. Yeah, well, that's why I love like nuts and seeds too. Mm -hmm. Like the is, I know it's not um, like a tremendous amount of protein, but like when I make my, I usually have a, a protein shake every morning too, for that reason. Cause I know that I can get in about 30 grams of protein plus a ton of, like I put, um, Muskoka four season greens in there. Um, I put in, um, uh, lots of berries and I make it really flavorful. It's like a milkshake. Uh, um, but I also add in, um, I add in, uh, pumpkin seeds, like a mm. small handful of pumpkin seeds and chia flocks and hemp just to get more plant protein and fiber. Uh, and, uh, it just adds a little bit of, uh, uh, a creaminess to it as well, but it is hard. And especially as you age, the protein's really important. Um, uh, but it is hard to get, uh, all that protein in. 
I find like as I get older, it's not just about the nutrition, but also sleep. Like sleep is a huge thing mm. for me. Like, and not like just sleeping, but getting good quality sleep, yeah. like making sure that you're like getting a good seven to eight hours of deep, like, you know, good quality are like REM sleep. Like it, it's, it's been, um, it's been hard to try to like figure that out, especially as like I'm aging a little bit, but that for me makes a huge difference because I think as oh, you... sleep is a, it's a game changer. It's, um, it's an absolute, like I take my sleep, like, well, you mentioned that very yeah. al- almost to a fault. I take my sleep seriously as we were talking about before we came on, I was saying how, like I was invited to a party Saturday night and it started at eight o'clock and I said, okay, I'm going to go, but I'm leaving by nine o'clock because sleep is just too important to me. And I just, I can't function properly without proper sleep. But that's another beauty of aging is, is you get to know what really works for you and your body and you make that a priority and, or you don't make it a priority, but then you, you, you know, bitching complain your way through life. And I am not a, I, I take, um, huge amount of pride in my health and it's not just what I shove down my throat and going to the gym every day. It's my overall health is my number one priority. And I take a tremendous amount of pride in that, in everything. I, um, you know, I just, again, you get one kick of this thing called life and yes, I'm all about having my cake and eating it too, but you get one body and I am a firm believer that you need to treat it really, really well. Yes. You need to treat it like literally treat it occasionally. Um, on that note, I've got a great grilled chocolate sandwich that's pinned to the top of my um, Instagram. Um, but <laughs> It's phenomenal. But you need to treat your body the way it deserves to be treated because uh, if not, you'll, you'll, you're going to pay the price. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that, that like with the sleeping thing, like for me, like I've learned, we were talking about this earlier before we started recording the podcast and we are talking about how, yes, you were at a party you wanted to leave and, um, and you felt that, you know, you didn't need to go in and announce to the 70 other people that were there that you're leaving. And I agreed. And some people would say, um, you know, maybe perhaps that might not have been the polite thing to do. I completely disagree because I, I'm in agreement with you where it's like, listen, at the end of the day, like if those 68 other people are offended that I needed to go to bed, like, like it, we are who we are. Right. And I often will just like, you know, you come in, you say what you need to say. And I I don't feel like my ego needs to be like acknowledged in a way for like my Mm. departure. Um, and I also think too, like we get so uncomfortable about like saying no to certain things. Right. You know, it's like at the end of the day, like I need to go to bed, you know, it's like you, like I, I take that so seriously. Like, it's just like people, like I don't answer emails after a certain time, my room temperature, like I got a whole, routine like with bedtime like it's like I got meditation music on like there's Mm -hmm. a candle like it's it's like at one point we needed the clubs and the fluorescent colored booze going down our throat now I need like my pajamas and my almond oil on my face yeah yeah that's me (laughs) like I got my my collagen cream I'm like I'm putting it underneath my eyes like it's everywhere I don't know about you but I'm like an early bird like I get up like real early in the morning I'm like a 5am and I am up and I am like literally jumping out of bed. I'm high-fiving myself in the mirror because I'm happy because I've slept well and I'm energized and I've ate food and I feel good. Yeah. But isn't that like, 
an incredible, I love getting up and starting my day. Like I'm with you. And I know I always say when I talk about this in my trail talks that I always say, you know, this might cause some people to eye roll. Cause I don't want to be that like overly um, annoying, positive person, but I just love, I I'm with you. Like I get up uh, um, between four forty-five and five o'clock, usually at the absolute latest every morning. But I've always been an early bird. Like even as a child, I just naturally got up early. So it's just kind of like in me. Um, but I just love the morning. I love my morning coffee, but about sleep on that note, don't you find that like, I think one of the reasons why I sleep so well is I credit my, my fitness because, uh, like four mornings a week, I, you know, hit the gym pretty hard. I lift as heavy as I can. I also listen to my body. If one day I want to go lighter, believe me, I am the first to make, um, you know, like lighten the load if I, if I'm really tired. But to me, if you want to sleep well, um, like for those listening, start incorporating physical fitness into your daily routine. Ideally, yes, weights. But if all you can do is walk or get out for a bike ride, because I'll tell you by the end of the day, I am wiped out. Like I, I have a, just going back to that party that I was invited to, like I, I literally couldn't, I, I was like, I have to leave. Like I, I just, I, I almost like can't function after eight 30. Like, you know, um, you know what I compare my body to like when it's, I am, we're literally the same people. Like at eight o'clock, I'm literally like, it's the inner, you know, the, the, it was like the energizer bunny where it's like, and he like, he yeah. literally stops like moving. That is me. Like I can't function. I can't talk. I can't because I go so big when I get up and it's, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, with CrossFit, yes, there is a lot of heavy barbell movements. I sleep so good. And then I know my body, because I've lifted these heavy weights by probably Thursday or Friday, I'm going to be starving. Like I'm going to want to eat yep. like a ton more like of calories because my body is like going to be like, it's, it's lost some stuff. And I love that. And I know, I, I feel like, and I don't know, I don't know. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not like a sports expert. I'm not whatever, but I literally can feel like my body going like, that was some good stuff that you did. It's like, it's working. Like it's like you feel alive and that's what's Mm -hmm. important, you know? And And isn't that such an incredible feeling is feeling alive. Like I love that. And I, I love that I have the confidence to be able to say that I feel alive every day. Like, um, in my trail talk the other day, I was saying how, like, I I honestly can't imagine what it would be like to go through life being unfit and not taking care of yourself. And I am not talking about a number on a scale or a dress size. I'm talking about, like, people who don't, um, you know, move their body every day. And, again, whether it's, like, walking or running, it doesn't need to be, you know, some big elaborate um, uh, movement, but just... I just can't imagine one, not moving my body every day two not hydrating properly. Um, three, like, I just can't imagine how like people that smoke, I don't know how you, it just, it blows my mind that so many people go through life feeling awful and are unhealthy. It like, I actually can't even think about it because it just, I know how good I feel and I can't imagine feeling any other way. Like I just, I just can't imagine. And I think that there's a lot, like, I feel like we have become the abnorm, abnormal Mm. people in that group. And it's like, I'll look at people, you know, they'll, they'll come up and, you know, they'll complain about, you know, my life, I don't feel that great. And it's like, okay, well, let's just like take a quick look. And we're not talking like we're going to do a complete life detox here. It's like, 
Well, I, you know, I am getting up. I'm not eating breakfast. I go and do fast food all day. I don't work out. I come home, I chill, and then I watch Netflix until, you know, my brain can't take it on anymore until 2 a.m. And then I'm, I, I don't have enough sleep and I'm, I hate my life and I'm, you know, freaking miserable. It's like, you know, you need to make sure that you're like, nobody else is going to come and tell you, you know, that you need to not do these like freaking things. Like you need to get in control of your life start putting Mm -hmm. in like eat some fucking vegetables you know like turn off the screen get off social media like there's so many things that you can do i i agree with the smoking like i actually used to be a smoker i don't know if you know that but i actually i i I smoke like i smoke like it was my job like when i and when i'll say that to people and they'll be like what i'm like no like you don't understand you didn't grow up in the 90s i grew up in the 90s like in high school i was just gonna say we're like we're, we're, we're 90s girls and that, we chase it down like diet soda. Oh yeah. That. Coffee. Get my double, double. Yeah. I get, I'd be driving stick with my smoke hanging out of my mouth and like a different world back yeah. then for Amanda. Like she wasn't deadlifting what she could deadlift now, but like that was my life. And was I, okay. I was in my, you know, whatever teens, twenties, but I can't imagine doing that right now. Like how much that is depleting on your energy you know if you if you can you know compartmentalize that for on a daily and it's it's also the snowball effect so think like and it works in both ways like um you know when you are like you or i and you get up early and you feel good and you go to the gym then there's snowball effect of that chances are if you have gone to the gym in the morning you're going to make a a better choice for breakfast than if you you didn't and then when you make a better choice for breakfast and then just even like the the mental snowball effect it's like oh now you're feeling more confident so you know what i'm not going to go to the drive through at lunch i'm going to actually eat at home because i'm going to save a little bit more money and get in a little bit of extra plant pro or uh, a protein from like tuna or whatever it may be just the snowball effect of of even like little tiny changes that you make and then yeah. but then the opposite if you are continuing to do nothing to improve yourself then that snowball is going to roll and get bigger and bigger. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I missed the gym, so I might as well, you know, order the pizza and watch Netflix and smoke the cigarettes and drink the pop, and then, oh, I'll stay up to 2 a.m., and then you sleep till 11, and then yeah. it's, you know, so it's like you've got – you can make two snowballs. Sure, <laughs> sure. Like- I had a conversation. There was somebody that popped in at the gym, and people will say to me, like, I definitely got really fit in the past couple of years. And I had I had a woman, and she was probably, I don't know, in her, her 60s, right? And she had said, she made a comment, if she's listening, she's probably going to listen to this podcast. And if you know who you are, you know who you are. And what she said to my coach was, well, it's easy for Amanda. So I am 42. She's some, I'm going to, I'm guessing her age. I'm going to put her in the 60 category. She said, well, it's easy for Amanda because she's always been fit. She started being fit and she was like categorizing, not maybe not necessarily just me in general, but it's easier for people because they started before me because they were fitter than me. And I'm going to just be bluntly honest. Two years ago, I weighed 200 and 30 pounds. It wasn't Ah. fucking easy for me. Like it wasn't easy. I didn't start off. I wasn't, I was the girl in school that I was smoke. Like I've never, I was not, I've always been up and down with my weight, like always up and down. That's probably the heaviest I've ever weighed in my life. Um, because I was making, I think we like came out of COVID. Like we're just, I was stressed. Like I was just not making good life choices. 
And like the thing, and, and I, I've been, I've been, I've also weighed 120 pounds and not been healthy in my mm-hmm. life too, you know, but she made this comment was like, oh, it's, it's gotta be easy for Amanda because you know, she looks that way now. Like, but she didn't know me when it was before. It's like, right. no, like, and it speaks to even what you just said about like people getting up in the morning. I get that a lot too, where it's like, well, it must be easy because you're a morning person. You know what? I am not a morning person. I've trained myself to be a morning person. Mm-hmm. I make a choice every night when I go to bed that I got to get up early, but it's not easy. Like every time that alarm clock goes off, it's getting better. But like every time the alarm clock goes off, I, I now I'm jumping literally out of bed. Like I do the five, four, three, two, one, like hop out of bed, go high five yeah. myself in the bathroom. It's the Mel Robbins thing. I literally am standing mm-hmm. there the worst, like I'm in my underwear. I'm, I got all my you know, like it's the worst time. Like I got my sludge makeup on, like my sledging cream, like my almond, whatever going on in my face. And I give yeah, myself yeah. a high five in the mirror and tell myself, let's literally, I'm literally high five myself in the mirror and I'm like, let's fucking go. That's yeah. not easy. That's not easy to make those choices and decisions. So like, I think anybody listening, it's like, yeah, you see that. What you don't see is the countless hours in the gym, the countless, you know, recipes like the food all the choices you got to make like the hard decisions like yourself you know where it's like yeah I'm choosing to leave that party I choose to make sure like and it's you you know because I know on the opposite side of that there's a better version of myself that exists so when my coach heard that he was like oh he's like do you want to get in on this and like show her I was like girl we need to have coffee because I'll show you some pictures of myself like it's not it's not easy so don't I don't think like just because somebody is I think for people that are listening to this right now, if this is just your first, like you've listened to this and you're thinking like, shit, like I got to start somewhere, but I can't because like, you know, Char's talking about doing like, you know, this half Ironman and Amanda's talking about doing like this really hard stuff. It's like, you just got to start. You just got to start That's it. with one thing. I'll tell you, our stories are, are similar. We do have a lot of similarities. So um, after I had my second son 20 years ago, I too weighed well over 200 pounds. And I was only 27 years old. And I was like, I have got to make a change. Like I'm a young, young mom. I, I, I don't want to live this way. And I had, um, you know, struggled with my weight and poor self-esteem for so many years. And I was, I had diet. I say I dieted myself to weigh more than 200 pounds. I talk about in the book, I talk about it all at the beginning of the book. I lose five pounds, gain back eight. And I say, I dieted myself to weigh more than 200 pounds. So I set a goal after I had Colgan to run the Ottawa marathon. I had Colgan in January, 2003 and I set a goal to run the Ottawa Marathon 2004. And about four days after I came home from the hospital, I had every excuse. I was nursing, I had a newborn, I had a toddler, but I went out for a run. And it, pardon my language, but it fucking sucked. I remember that I have shivers thinking about it. It fucking sucked. It was winter time. My boobs were so full. I only lasted 16 minutes the first, the first day I went out. And it was mostly literally like me walking. I like hardly ran any of that 16 minutes but you know what I didn't give up and I went out and I literally pound the pavement every single day I did it before my husband went to work because I couldn't afford a gym membership and I didn't give up but here's the thing is once I achieved my goal which I did the year and a half later I ran the Ottawa Marathon I didn't I wasn't like oh okay well I ran the Ottawa Marathon yep so now I'm just gonna go back to no I like continued again the snowball effect right I was like if I can do a hat if I can do a full marathon then I can do this and I can do that and you know and just the snowball effect of that like it just was and here I am 20 years later and fitness is just it's just such a massive part of who I am um and 
you know, the, the physical reasons are, are like the, the physical reasons of me being like, sure. Do, do I feel good because I feel like I look good and, and yes, yes. It, but the, 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 the mental snowball effect of being like fit and getting a workout in, in the morning. Oh my God. You just go through the rest of your day. Even if the rest of your day sucks, you're like, you know what? I got a workout in. I had a really good breakfast. If the rest of my day is shit, well, at least something went my way, you know? Hey, man, um, I, I think that that's like incredible. And like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm, I will often do those things too, where I'll like sign up for these, uh, challenge. Hey, you know what? I like, I have like a whole podcast where we talk about like setting your goal intentions and doing this for like the year. And this year I'm going to tell you, I've done some crazy stuff in my life. Like I've done some, I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge runner. I will run, but like, I've never done a full marathon. It's not, um, I'm not saying that I won't do it in my life, but I tend to go more for the biking stuff just because like, I, I know that I, I'm more successful at that. So it's definitely something I need to challenge myself yeah. with running, but New Year's day I'm sitting there and I'm like, what am I going to sign up for this year? Like what's really big last year? Um, you know, I had some big stuff, some big goals. I went and I did some like volunteer work on like a remote island. Like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? So I love this. Uh, it's, it's called Everesting. It's 29029. You can go Google it for those guys who are listening right now. 29029. Um, and it's called Everesting. I've never hiked, like hiked, whatever, like trails. Sure. Like, but nothing serious. And this is super challenging. It is hiking the elevation of Everest over 36 hours. So, oh my gosh, where do you do this? I might need to do this. You should come do it. We should do it together. It'd be amazing. It's in Utah because they, they, um, so they do it at different, different mountain bases. Whistler is one of them. 2929. Yeah. 29029. Um, and you got 36 hours. It's at Snow Basin. So I, I'm doing the one at Snow Basin. You can do it at like, there's different, obviously different mountains across North America. It's in North America right now. And I'm just like, yeah, I need to have something that like fires up your soul, that it's like this really, really, really hard stuff that you got to do that pushes you back. Do I know how to hike a mountain? No, I have no idea. I mean, like you walk up, I know that, but yeah. you know, I'm, so I was having a conversation with my coach. I'm like, okay, so like, what do we start training on? Like, I know I need my legs, but um, he's like, you know what? He's like, you have, and you messaged me actually, I think on one of my videos, you're like, where'd you get your weight vest? He's like, put that weight oh, vest yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He's like, go put that weight vest on. He's like, it's going to make you feel like you're walking. It'll put more pressure on your chest. He's like, and go walk in your neighborhood. He's like, you're going to look like the town psycho or male, you know, like the rent-a-cop, you know, thing like circling, right, right. circling my subdivision here. But you know what? It, it is what it is. And I don't care how ridiculous I look that out there. So if you do see me in a weighted vest walking the streets of Bracebridge, it's because I'm training to do something and not because I'm a psychopath. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those those things. But the 29029, hiking the elevation of Everest, you got 36 hours to do it and you do it in the dark. Like you do it until you just like, you, right, you, right, you, right. You, you can't stop. And I love these different things because what happens is that I know when I sign up and I do these like really hard things, I know on the other side of that, it's like, man, like what I thought my body wasn't able to do. And then I get to it and then I am. And sometimes I win. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's a bit of a battle, right? Like I don't win everything that I, that I set out and I challenge myself to do. Um, but it's so empowering. Like that's for me. Like oh, it's like yeah. when you can push your body, especially as a, a female, when you can push your body to limits where it's like, oh, man, I never thought that I was capable of doing that. Like, I didn't think that I could run a half marathon 
or a full marathon or go and bike 200 kilometers or hike an elevation of Everest. And like after the fact that you know that you've been successful and like you just sit in that, you're just like, damn, like I am so freaking powerful. Like, I love that. it really is like doing hard shit. Like you said it, it, and it really is so empowering. It's just, and it's such fuel. Like it's just, and then all of that goes into every other area of your life, yeah. whether it's your relationship, your motherhood, your, your, your work. It's like, then you, you are like so motivated in every other area of your life. And like when people, ask, people too will ask me for advice as I know that they ask you. And like I say, like, it's not, if stop making it about a number on a scale and a dress size and watch what happens, watch what happens. And the, the, like, I just wish that people could feel like the way that I do every day when I wake up, like, again, it, it, it might cause some people to eye roll, but it's for me, it just works. It just is such an invigorating, empowering um, feeling. Just, just like you said, um, like crossing that finish line for my 40th birthday of the half Ironman. And let me tell you, I was not winning. I, I was probably one of, there was thousands of people in, in that race. Like Ironman bring out like thousands of people. I was probably one of the last hundred people to finish. Yeah. But you know what? I did it. I finished. Like people can laugh at me all they want, but you can laugh at me from the sideline. Cause you know what? I have the medal. I, I did the 70 K yeah. the two K swim and the, the 90 K bike and the half marathon at the end. I don't, I could have been the last person to finish and I would have been just as proud as, um, you know, so like, just, just pay attention to you and your goals. Like for those listening, um, and ig- ignore all of like the, the, you know, people sitting on the sidelines and in the cheap seats. Right. Yeah. Um, just do it for you because, um, like here I am, well, it's, this will be eight years later. I'm still stoked talking about my half Ironman. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? Like yeah. people will, me- they'll, people will message me. I post, um, I don't know about you, but like I post a lot. I, I'm just a geek. Like I'll videotape anything part, partly because like it makes me more confident. I, it's not my ego. It's not anything like I'll post my fails. I'll post my wins. Like, I don't care. You want to yeah. see me drop in a barbell on me? Like I'll, I'll do that. I don't care. I failed so many handstands. Like, th- and th- that's the thing. Like people look at the end, like, oh, you got that pull up. Yeah, let me just show you the 6,922 other videos of the stuff that didn't work out. And because I'm happy right. to share that stuff. And I think it's so important. I'll have people, so people have messaged me a few times and you're like, oh, you know, I don't know. I had one uh, person, I, I don't know if I can go to the gym because I'm just not where you're at. What? I'm, no, don't, it's not me. Literally nobody, when you walk into the gym, like the thing is, and and, and I've been to lots of different gyms. Yeah, there's CrossFit. It doesn't matter what gym you're in. Nobody in the right mind in a gym is thinking about you like they're not no, thinking about you on ourselves. <laughs> we're all worried about our own failures like we've yeah. got enough stuff that we're worrying about ourselves that we like are yeah. literally not ju- like if you come into my gym i am 100 not thinking about you i'm thinking about all the stuff that's scaring me not yes. any of the stuff that's scaring you or what you look like or how those lulus don't look good mm-hmm. or shouldn't match or it was last season or and whatever you know what the other thing is, even let's just say I agree 100% with you. No one gives a crap about yeah. anybody else but themselves. But if there is that one person that cares about you, let let them make fun of you. My God, like yeah, you know, don't. But don't make it your problem. Like if if they're making fun of you, like let that be their issue, and they've got to deal with with their issue. You just keep going and 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 
whether it's walking on the treadmill or lifting crazy heavy, don't let anybody influence like or intimidate you, I guess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. It circles back to like, you know, you have a couple of those comments or whatever. And just because somebody's on part of their journey or, you know, you don't know where they're at or how hard or how, you know, much work that they've had to put in, you know, like I've said to you even from the beginning of this part, like you've always been an inspiration to me. Like I know that, like, I don't, I don't work out with you a lot, but like, I know that you do work out and it's always a very inspiring where it's like, yeah, like sometimes I might catch one of your videos and I'm like, well, Shar's doing it. Like I gotta get my ass up today. Like I gotta go and do something because if, um, you know, I know that like it, it's pushing myself a little bit. So my theory is, is that like, you know, people that are going to hate on me for doing something that I'm posting that's really meant to inspire one, hopefully one other person, you don't need to come sit at my table because we don't need Mm -hmm. to have you there. There's not enough room for you at that table. If your intention is not to be, you know, especially as we're sitting here, you know, it's International Women's Day. Like I literally posted something today. It's like, if you're not sitting in a room filled with women that are committed to growth and are cheering you on at the same time, you are not in the right room, you know, and you need to make sure that like people, if, and this goes for anything, cause I know that there's like a lot of people that'll say like, especially as you get, like, I think when you get crazy obsessive on like big things and big goals, I'll, I'll just leave with this. But when you get really crazy and you're really obsessive with big goals, um, people start to question things, right? They start, I don't know if this happens to you, but like I'll have, oh, oh, yeah. I'll have people that'll message, have- yeah, me, and they'll say, uh, they'll say things like, you know, like, well, you gotta be, you, you gotta be, you, you gotta be okay. Like, are you sure you're safe? Like, are you sure you're doing this? When you're like pushing the limits of yourself, like out of your comfort zone, like going real deep, real big, like this full sun moment. And it's like, no, that's exactly the point. Like, if you're not obsessive about your goals, then you're not, you know, trying to achieve them big enough and great enough. And I think like when that comes to like, you know, writing a book, like, you know, what you've done and and you're so committed and getting on TV and getting like, you have to be crazy obsessive with that stuff in order to achieve those really, really big things. And that's the, that's the difference. That's the secret sauce. That's people ask. It really is the secret sauce. Yeah. And, uh, and just like, having those goals and just keeping at it. And like, it's just so like part of who I am. Like I can't. And again, like just because I live my life this way doesn't mean that everybody has to, but it's just so natural to me to just be a goal setter. It's not, it's, it's honestly, it's like riding a bike. Like I just, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And you know what? I do it. And Yes, it does. I, I know it, it bothers people like when you set and achieve goals. Um, but again, like the, I'm not worried about those people. I'm worried just about myself. And um, and I don't mean that. So I guess I sort of do mean, uh, mean that selfishly. Um, but I'm just worried about myself and just getting done what I need to get done. And uh, like, I just feel like I'm a much better person for it. I, you know what? I think that too. I, I think like for me, like I look at this and I'm like, man, this life Kool-Aid that we're all drinking and like, we're talking about like eating well and you know, living your best life and you're waking up and you're getting enough sleep. And it's just like, I get so excited and I'm so passionate about it that I just like want to share that with everybody. I'm like, just come drink yes. the Kool-Aid, like just a little bit, like just a little bit. So if I'm geeking out on stuff like that, it's not because, uh, I feel like everybody needs to like live my life. I just feel like I live a much more intentional and a 
exceptional version of me right now doing the things mm-hmm. that serve I my body. That. Yeah. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. And that that's, it's not because I want to slam it in everybody's face. It's just like, but you could have that too. Right. So if you, yep. if you have a complaint or an idea or a suggestion or, you know, it's just like, but have you tried this? Like, have you tried drinking more water? Have you tried getting more sleep? Have you tried just doing a little bit more exercise um, and putting some good food in your body, you know, because those will, mm-hmm. will change your life, right? <laughs> I think if you're going to pop on social media and you're going to have a negative comment towards anything, and I don't just speak about this, like for us and like our audience, I just, I'm just generalizing this. If you are of the mindset where you're going to pop on to social media, you are going to leave a negative comment to somebody that is really intentionally trying to make their life better, doing something, they're being brave, they're putting themselves out there, then like, again, like, why do you need to have the seat? Like, there's no room for you at the tables. I I literally don't validate anybody's opinions of that. It's like, you know, it's generally somebody that has, you know, something to say that if it's negative, it's like, I... I'm so confident in myself right now that like, I literally don't let any of like, there's like a good, a good, uh, a good saying where it's like other people's opinions of you are none of your business. And I'm worried about myself over here, trying to hit my own goals, my own things, my, like doing my, like living my best life. And um, yeah. And I think that we all need to, uh, yeah, just encourage and, and, and do better. And you know what? It, not everybody is going to drink like the full, I, I think you and I are drinking the whole punch bowl of Kool-Aid. Like I think we're yeah. literally like punch bowling the Kool-Aid up, you know, some people might just take a shot and that's okay. Um, but yeah. you know, I and, think- and it is okay. You don't need like, again, we are all different and that's what makes the world go round. You yeah. don't. And trying to be like somebody else isn't going to get you anywhere. So you just have, I mean, definitely um, you can be inspired by people and motivated by people, but you'll never be another person. So just keep doing you. You and I have a lot of common threads that way, you know, where I think like, and I talk a lot about this on the podcast, like, like you are, you are what you do with your life, you know? So you have a choice every single day, you know, when you're waking up, like, are you going to choose the hard over the easy? Because the easy is fucking easy because it's easy. Not everybody wants to do the hard, you know? And I think when people look to that and they look, you know, for like readers and it's like, ah, she published a cookbook, you know? And I, I don't mean to sound like, like an asshole, like it sounds like an asshole comment, but I think there's so many people that are like, oh, it's just a cookbook. Like, no. Do you know how long that that took to do? Do you know how long mm. that girl had to wake up every single day, putting the hours, yeah. putting the time, putting the stuff in there, like manifesting all of this stuff? Like people think that your life is easy because you make it look easy. It's not. On the inside of that, it's real hard. And I think people need to talk about that a little bit more, that it's like, yeah, it's hard, but it's also so good. Like all those lessons are oh, so, good. so good. Like it's like, so good. I, well, not just the re- but just... Like, I just love, I get a lot of satisfaction from working hard. It just makes me, it drives me. It's just such fuel for me. I love it. Like, I just love, um, as I know you do too, like you fucking hustle and, and like work your ass off too. And like, I'm pretty fortunate right now in the sense, um, that like I have extra time to really focus on just me because my kids aren't home anymore. Like, I don't know how you do it. Holy shit. Yeah. But you know, at the same time though, like you just like, it's like, I was reading something the other day and it was like, you know what? The average person scrolls this amount of time. They watch this amount of time on TV. They, you know what I do? I cut out a lot of shit out of my life that just doesn't serve me. Cause I think a lot of people will say like, I don't have time. I don't have time. You have fucking time. You just don't use your fucking time where you need your time. So like, 
I don't watch, you ask me, ask me what's on Netflix. I could not even tell you. I like, I haven't watched a movie since 2000 and like, like it's been a while. Like it's not to say that I don't do mm. those things. It's just that those things don't have value in my life. And if right. they don't have value in placement in my life, like I would choose, I, I read a book a week. How do I do that? Well, I sit in my car and I don't listen to the radio. I, that, I get through a yeah. lot of audio content. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like that's what I choose to do. Why? Because I think on the other side of that is the better version of a Amanda that is born to exist, right? That that's here. The the way to get to that person is you got to put the work in. You got to put the time in in for that. And like so I think a lot of people say that they don't have time. Well, you know, I have 24 hours. Y'all got 24 hours. How are right. you using those 24 hours, right? And it's like what you value. And at the end of the day, if you're going to sit and you're going to bitch and you're going to whine about how you don't have things in your life, but yet you know what every fucking episode is on Outer Banks right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> You know, like it, it, oh, I, it's so true. I, I still drink. I still will drink. I'm not a big drinker. Um, but when I do drink, like I enjoy it because it's my choice. Right. Not because yeah. I need to have it as a de-stressing mm-hmm. mechanism like that for me, I was like, Whoa, like that's got way too much control. Like you don't need to come home and like have a glass of whatever, because you had a shit day. You need to go to the gym. That's what you need to do. Yeah. You need to go to the gym and go work out. You need to not drink your feelings. That's what I was doing. Um, not a lot, but like, I, I definitely noticed certain things. And I think anything, um, I don't know, there's a book on habits, right? Anything that you holds, anything that has holds power over you for more than like 30 days. Like for me, like it's like chocolate, sugar, like I'll go through these things where it's like detoxing little parts of my life. Cause I don't want anything to have control over me in a way that I'm right. not in front of it. Like if, if I want to have a drink, if I want to, you know, whatever, do whatever I want to, like, I want to enjoy life in a certain way. Okay, great. But it doesn't have power over me. I, I need to be in control of it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it keeps competition at bay. Cause if you're over there doing that, that's okay. I like, you know how much stuff I get done from five to 7 AM? Like you can write a book, you can oh. write, like you can write a lot of stuff in that time. It's so true. So, like I got no interruptions. And, yeah. No, and the reason why we can get up early is because we make going to bed a priority. We make like going out and staying and drinking cheap beer till 2 AM. I have no I, I actually don't even drink anymore. I actually gave up booze in 2019. I have not had a sip, and I don't do drugs either. I have not had a sip of booze since 2019. And I am, it's a cute, I'm so proud of myself, especially getting through the pandemic. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so great because I gave up booze, but. what people think of me anymore if people want to roll their eyes at me because I get up early and hit the gym and I'm super um, motivated and pumped and excited and enthusiastic about life if you want to roll your eyes at me go ahead and roll your eyes I don't care yeah Um, and I think that that's a confidence I think like as a woman coming in like for me like it clicked like I was in my late 30s 40s and I'm just like you know what like I just don't care anymore. Like, I don't care about what people say. I don't care that you're going to pop on Instagram, make a negative comment. Like, oh yeah, like I suck at handstands. Thanks. Like, I know. Like, it's it's not, yeah. like, I don't need you to tell me. Like, it, it's fine. Like, I have done so many cool things, like, over the past year. And it's just because, like, I'm, I, I think because I'm just like, I don't care what you say. Like, I literally, you're, like, unless you are somebody that is achieving Like, and I think this is the thing, anybody that is doing better than you, like anybody in life Mm -hmm. that's doing better than you will never shoot you down. 
ever. Like they'll never shoot you mm -hmm. down. They will always cheer you on. So if you're not hanging out that with those- That is so people, true. Like, that is so true. If anybody right now wants to go out, grab your cookbook, where are they gonna order that from? Where's the best place uh, for them to grab a copy of Delicious and Doable? Uh, so you, the, well, it is on Amazon. Um, so I've got the link pinned to the top of my um, Instagram. Uh, you can also go to uh, deliciousanddoable.com or deliciousanddoable.ca and you can purchase it on my website as well. Um, and or charmingbroughton.com. Mm -hmm. Amazing. But it really is. Yeah, if you are looking for a book for real and everyday life with a ton of nutrient-dense, amazing, flavorful, awesome recipes, um, you will not be disappointed. No, mm -hmm. I, I, I cannot speak enough about this book. Like, I, I, It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite cookbooks. I think it's like easy, it's delicious, it's wholesome. I mean, and it's coming from the queen herself. And I love the fact that you're able to like share all of like this inspiration, especially when it comes and what it takes. I think for a lot of people that are looking like for the effort, the time, the amount of energy that it takes to put together a cookbook, write it, publish it, get it online, yeah, get it on. Literally Amazon. years in the making. Yeah. It's not any, I mean, it's, it was, uh, it was, uh, years and years. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think but a, lot, I put a lot of people think that blood, that's sweat and tears into that book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's easy. But worth every blood, sweat and tear. Yeah. Yeah. Well go out, grab your copy. Um, Charmaine, it's been a, such a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you a little bit better. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Yeah, anytime you want to have me back, there's one thing that this mouth can do and that can talk. I can talk and eat. Talk and eat. <laughs> as long yeah. as I can get, get in bed by 8.30, I'm all yours. You're good. Okay, <laughs> amazing. Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode as much as what I did with my girl, Charmaine. She is honestly one of the biggest inspirations uh, that I have. And honestly, we have known each other for so long and I'm so glad that we were able to sit down and chat and talk about so many things that we are passionately connected to. Please go out and grab her copy of Delicious and Doable. I promise you, it is not going to disappoint. They're so easy. The recipes are easy pantry stuff that you're already gonna have there for all you moms that are out there. Honestly, people that are coming up to the cottage, you guys are gonna love this stuff. She is a celebrity chef. She is knows exactly what it is. And oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about, especially when it comes to personal development, pushing yourself through those hard goals. So please make sure that you take some time, go support my girl, Charmaine in the house. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. It's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the Creative Influencer Podcast. And I hope that you guys have gained some inspiration today. You've left with your heart and your mind a little fuller. I love guys using this platform to chat, inspire, and discuss everything that, well, lights my heart on fire and also my guest's heart on fire. A huge favor though for your girl, Amanda. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to this channel share with two of your friends and tag them on social media. And then also tag us. Creating content for this platform is what brings me so much freaking joy, but I wanna grow and I wanna share these growth mindset concepts with everyone. And I can't do that without your help. So please share, comment and spread the love. Guys, until next time, may you find gratitude in every day, live life to the fullest and be courageous enough to conquer the world. Thank you.